0: everyone, Lauren Leach and Mark Allen with double L sports network here for another interview this time with Paul Schaefer, Jr. Paul, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? Uh, not too bad. Thanks for having me.
1: Hi, Paul. How are you doing? How was your trip back from uh, Pensacola? Was it safe? Yep. It was safe. Weather was good and traffic was good. So it wasn't bad at all. When
0: did you uh, get back from the derby? And it sounds like you went to work the next day. That's pretty incredible.
2: Yeah, so my old man, he, he does the co-part auctions at 9 in the morning on Mondays out by us. And uh, like I say, he had to get back for that, and I had to get back, and I buy catalytic converters. So that, I had to get back for that, had to meet a couple different people. So like I say, we drove all night on um, Sunday night just to get back and get back to it.
0: What would happen if weather played a factor and you would have, would have had to stay down there for another day? Would you have stayed or would you have, have, have gotten back either way?
2: Uh, we'd have figured out a way to get back and like I say for a little late it's no big deal
1: so you started your weekend down there uh with some gremlins you what you blew a motor and then you had some driveshaft issues there
2: yeah so we actually uh left to go down there Saturday and we're just going to test Sunday and it rained all day so then we went out Monday and they were going to let us test we made three laps and the motor blew up so we spent all day taking that out and getting a new one at least set in there and had to go down the street and unload the car and work at a parking lot pretty much. So we got it all fixed and ready to go. And then Thursday they gave us three practice sessions and right at the start of the second one, the drive shaft broke. It, uh, it broke some, it broke the lower main shaft on the rear end. So we had to tear that all apart and basically split it open and had it all, all apart and had buzzy drive shafts out there and they were working on it, trying to get it tuned up and ready to go. So we ended up getting it fixed for the third practice. And it wasn't too bad to get fixed. It just we needed all the time on the track we can get because I wasn't really used to being down there.
0: Wow, that's a that's a lot of stuff to go through uh, when you make the trip that far for the biggest race of the year. Kudos to your you and your team for getting that done.
2: Yeah, they never they never hesitated when the motor blew up. It wasn't well, I guess we're going to have to go home. It was, well, where can we get a motor and how long is it going to take us to put it in? Like, it wasn't it wasn't too bad, but like I say, they were
0: gung-ho on doing whatever it takes. And then qualifying coming up on Friday, you were able to uh, make your way into the show with everything that happened to get your way in on time. That had to be pretty special.
2: Yeah, I, I love qualifying at the Snowball Derby. I mean, it is... It's awesome. I mean, I've been on both sides of the fence, missed the show, made the show, all that stuff. It is awesome. And it's never, it, it doesn't get any easier. I mean, this is my fifth time going to the Derby and it is no easier. So like I say, to even to even have a shot at being in the show, like it was awesome. And to qualify as good as we did, which I think was 19th, it was, it was really, really good. Like my team was giving me thumbs up and they were tickled pink because we weren't real happy with the car in practice. So like I say, to run that good, it, it was awesome. We were all really, really
1: happy. So you had to go shopping for a motor, or did you have a connection, or how did that work?
2: Yeah, so the motor we blew up was a Hamner, and I don't know if it was self-inflicted or not. We uh, we blew a motor up at Lacrosse, and we didn't change the oil cooler, so there could have been something in the oil cooler that caused it to blow up. We're not really sure. But uh, Hamner actually had another motor down there. So we had to buy a new motor to put in it. And uh, the one that we had, we're pretty sure is junk. It threw a rod off the side of the oil pan and pretty sure it damaged a block. And then we actually sold the intake off it while we were down there. So there's not really much to save off of it
0: that is a lot of moving parts in a short amount of time when you need all the track time you need and then on top of it to try to sell something when uh when all this happens that that's crazy
2: yeah they changed something with the rules on the hamner motors something with a ported and polished intake versus uh just a stock intake Uh, a couple years ago they got involved in porting and polishing them and then they told them well no you got to run a stock intake and the one we had on there it was stock and somebody else, they weren't going to let them run. So we just sold it to them.
0: Wow. Well, uh, you get in on time. Tell us about the anticipation for Sunday and then a little bit about your day early on Sunday. Yeah. So
2: all day Saturday, we just, uh, we worked on race runs. And like I say, we ran like two 30 lap runs, trying to get the car a little bit better on a longer run and just, prepared for what the tires are going to do. Tires fall off like crazy there. So, you know, all the way up to Friday, we were just throwing on tires and mock qualifying and all that stuff. So Saturday, we finally got a chance to run a couple laps and see what the car is going to do in a longer run. It wasn't that bad. It was definitely wasn't as good as some of the top guys, but we thought we were going to be all right.
1: They moved the start up one hour on you on there. Did that affect you in any way?
2: No, no. It's If anything, it made it easier to get up and get out of there at the end of the night just because uh, a lot of times you're there really late trying to get all the haulers back into the track and get ready and loaded up and all that. So, Like I say, moving the start time didn't really affect us too much.
0: The race was pretty clean all race long, just a few incidents. That's unusual, especially for a big race like that and and this being the Snowball Derby. What was it like racing uh, down there for you? Well, down there, there's just it's
2: a, it's the top-notch guys in the whole country. So, like I say, I mean, everybody down there is a pretty good driver, and all the guys I was racing around was pretty good. So, like I say, from start to finish, it was a clean race. But for us at the beginning of the race, that Derek Thorne just put down a blistering pace. It was so hard for a lot of guys to even stay on the lead lap. And we got lapped right at the end of the first, like, competition yellow, and we were one spot out of the lucky dog. And being one spot out like that, One lap down is not bad because you can get it back, but it just never came to the point where he wasn't catching the back of the field right away. So we never really got a chance to get the lap back.
0: What's your mindset when something like that happens because you know you can't afford to go two laps down and knowing that you're going to be near, you know, middle to back half of the field, knowing that that could happen quite quickly again if they run that same pace?
2: Well, you just got to keep running your race and know who you're racing against. I mean, a lot of the guys on the same lap or one lap down, like like I was, you just got to race them and try to give the leaders room when they get back to you. Like I say, Derek Thorne and Ty Majeski and the rest of them guys, they were, they were putting down such a good pace that it was so hard to, it's just so hard to keep up. I mean, they'd catch the back of the field really quick and then by that point, you just wanted to let them go and not get in their way.
1: So you kind of like... Uh... You're racing your own race, but then when the leaders come by, you kind of give them the give the uh, the authority, and then after they get through, then you can go back to racing who you're racing against.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. There was, a, like I say, there was a lot of respect down there. Surprisingly, I mean, most of the time you go down south, it's a little rougher than racing by us. But like I say, down there, there was a ton of respect, a ton of good, clean racing, and like I say, we didn't tear up anything in the race. It actually went went pretty good. We just got lapped early, and it was really. It was just hard to get that lap back, and we were never really able to. I think we ended up like three laps down. But like I say, it was uh, just tough to get that lap back, and, you know, it was just tough.
0: Do you think moving up the start an hour played a factor in the clean racing this year? Because I think it was Ty Majeski who mentioned to us that when the lights come out, the racing really amps up down there.
2: Um, maybe a little bit. I, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, like I say, it was, uh, it, it was clean. It was, it was good. I mean, I I don't know if it, if it went any later, I don't think it would have got too crazy. I mean, it, it may have, but, you know, it's tough to say.
0: Unofficially, it was the quickest ran snowball derby. Um, just like you said, a quick, quick pace, um, kind of an unbelievable race. Yeah, I wish there would have
2: been a couple more yellows there so that I could have maybe got a couple laps back. Like I say, in the middle section of the race, we threw on a couple sets of tires, and we just struggled with it a little bit. I'm not real sure why. I mean, I don't think it was anything with the tires, but like I say, we just struggled in the two middle sections of the race. The first run, the car was good, and the last run, the car was good, but everything in between, we just sort of struggled. Couldn't get the car right, couldn't couldn't hit the line right, and just struggled with it a little bit.
1: So on your Facebook page it says that you uh, built your notebook for next year. Uh, what did you uh, What did you find to add to your notebook?
2: Well, we did a couple things. I mean, we were trying stuff as far as bump stops being on the left front versus the right front, and uh, like I say, we tried different shock packages and all that kind of stuff. So it's just a matter of knowing where to start for when we go back. And like I say, it helped me going down there and making laps, even though it's just. 300 laps in the race, it helps me a lot too with the line. That place is so line sensitive just because it's weird. You roll the middle for such a long time without being on the gas, but you don't really realize it because you feel like you want to be easy on the gas in the middle of the corner, but it just – it's the opposite of what you want almost.
0: What was the biggest thing that you fought during the race? Was your car too loose, too tight? Was there something going on? uh besides that what what's the biggest thing that you fought during the race
2: yeah tires are the biggest thing it was it was starting to get free in and free through the middle so it just start to slide out on entry and once it starts to slide out like that it it just keeps getting worse just gets worse and worse and worse and then finally you're just hanging on and like I say I mean I was hanging on but it was one of them deals where I'm hanging on racing with Augie Grill and Dan Fredrickson and I don't know where we were racing for, whether it was twentieth or fifteenth, but I knew I was racing with the best in the country, even still being where I was at. So it was—it's uh, one of them deals where it's still kind of cool, you know. Yeah,
0: that's got to be pretty exciting when you see Augie Grill there, a two-time winner of the Snowball Derby and a and a legend down there, and a guy that you might be more uh, familiar with, Dan Frederickson. Just an incredible field this year, maybe the deepest of all time.
2: Yeah, there's a ton of good drivers there. I mean, like you I say, I, going into the weekend, I knew it was going to be tough. But after qualifying, it was like, I think I was looking at it on the ride back to the hotel. It was like one-tenth separated fifth to 29th. And it's like, that's unreal. I mean, that's that's such a tight field. I mean, it's 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 a tough race to even make. I mean, so to be in it and to experience it, it's just cool. It's It's definitely something special. And it's just... It's an honor to be a part of it. Like I say, it's super cool just to say that you were in the snowball derby.
1: You know, that qualifying, you know, and then you laid down 19th. I I suppose it's a big weight off your shoulders, just like the stress can go away that you knew that you made the race.
2: Yeah. It's the um, it's probably the qualifying into the snowball derby is probably the toughest thing I've ever done in a race car. Like it's, just making the race down there is so tough. I mean, anywhere you go, you qualify, and you're like, all right, well, we'll run top 10, top 12, catch an invert, no big deal. Down there, it's it's every guy from first to 30th could win the race. So it's just you got to be on your game. You got to hit it right, and you only got two laps to do it. So you better make those two laps count because, like I say, when you're in the race, it's, it's smooth sailing from there. But to get into the race is tough.
0: What's in the near future for you? Looking into 2021, do you want to race more down south, the Midwest Tour again? What's your plans looking into next year?
2: Well, like I say, uh, for the last probably four or five years, we've been running the Midwest Tour. And we're going to keep doing that. So we'll run the Midwest Tour. And then at the start of the year here, we're going to run Speed Weeks um, and maybe another special in there. We're not really sure which ones yet. Uh, We talked about maybe running the Rattler down at uh, Op but we're not real sure. We just don't know how good we are down there. So we don't want to, we want to go somewhere where we're going to run good and have a good time doing it. So like I say, but we're going to run the Midwest tour for sure. And then uh, pretty much whatever Greg McCarns decides to do. I love supporting Greg and everything he does. Cause you know, he just makes it enjoyable and he seems to do everything right and asks the racers what they want and all that kind of stuff.
0: Well, finishing top 20 in the Snowball Derby, making it in on time. No small feat for you, uh, especially coming as far as you did. Um, Congratulations to you and your team and everything that you dealt with down there. Just an incredible story. And thanks for sharing that with us and and supporting us as well. We appreciate it. Congratulations, man.
1: Yeah,
2: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Like I say, it's a pleasure to be on here.
1: Yep. Thanks, Polly. We'll uh, look forward to uh, running up with you next year. We'll uh, we'll, uh, meet down in the pits and we'll talk some more.
2: Sounds good. I'll be there. Thanks, man. Thanks, Pauly. See you
0: guys. This has been another production of Double L Sports Network. Hope you all enjoyed it and thank you for listening.